and it was dreamed again of the priest Nofrukah, and of the words he spake at his death, how the sun would rise to claim the title, and the sun would rule the world in the name of the father, and the sun would revenge the father's murder, and the sun would call the beast that is worshipped, and the sands would drink the blood of the seed of the pharaoh. And after this manner did Nofrukah prophesy. Abdul al-Hazrat, Kitab al-Azif Day of the Beast audio game Performed by the Gaming Grunts Okay, session, well, session 40, final session, whatever, Day of the Beast. Um, so this one I just wanted to kind of get together and this is the chance for you to, you to ask any questions or make any comments or complaints about what happened. And I can explain the plot and the bits of plot that you missed and <laughs> where you went totally off the rails and I had to improvise like crazy. Us? Um, off the rails? Never. Can you go through one stuff that we missed? <laughs> sure, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. So I figured maybe just kind of go start, start at the beginning and just work our way through the whole thing. Now that's going to make some of you... Yeah. You don't come in until a little later, but at least you can hear some of the backstory. Um, so, well, I, I guess, first of all, the, the original campaign wasn't called Day of the Beast. It was called the Fungi from Yagoth. Which was written by Keith Herbert, who sadly passed away uh, a couple days ago. And um, it went out of print for a long time because Chaosium was having financial troubles, and so they weren't really print, reprinting stuff. And it got re-released uh, as, uh, I think, Curse of Cthulhu, with a few extra scenarios added in. And then it got re-released, finally released as Day of the Beast, with, I think, some, of, some different new scenarios. So the first bit in Day of the Beast was the Tanner Hill House. And that was actually a new scenario. It wasn't in the original campaign. And the idea behind that one, as far as I have configured, is that it's to introduce you to Paul, who becomes very important in the campaign, um, kind of Herb to get, you know, set up. Herb and, and his mother, which are more comic relief characters than, than anything. <laughs> and if you remember that first, that first session where, you know, you're trying to just figure out this, this haunted house. Right. And it's not, it's not supposed to be too dangerous, um, not too sanity blasting. There's a, an opportunity to get a lot of clues uh, or lots of opportunities to get all the clues that you need to figure out. And I was a little bit worried because it didn't seem like you were quite getting it initially. I thought I had to, for that plot, I thought I had to give you a little more hints than otherwise. But I don't know. I know it's hard to recall that far back. But well, I think no. for me at least it's because I've never done this before. Uh, okay. so, <laughs> so I was going blind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that, I mean, that's one of the issues that I have is um, often in many of the, the games, you're wondering, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed mm -hmm. to prevent something from happening? Am I supposed something. to, right, am, am I supposed, like, I guess the first question that I had was, what's killing the children? Should we, you know, should we find out what's killing the children and kill it? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I, then we sort of left that area. Right. I was like, Oh, we didn't really kill it, did we? We did. You did. We did. did. Was, was that thing down in the yeah. wall? Ex okay. Yeah, Paul exercised, uh, what was it, Catherine? Jeremy. No, Catherine. Oh, that we killed. Jeremy right. was the... Are you talking yeah. about the other... The, the, oh, in the, the well? In the yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. So was that... This, that is even, this is even prior, no, this is prior <laughs> even to this. I think right, no, I know. But, I understand yeah. in general, that's what I'm like, what, what are we supposed to be doing? Are, are we, you know, we're, 
In, in that scenario, really, you are, I mean, you are supposed to stop the murders, and the only way to do that is to kill or um, indefinitely confine Jeremy. Right. I, I don't know, this game, um, or, or this kind of feel of Cthulhu is all like X-Files, it, nothing really ever feels fully resolved yeah. in a way that you're permanently safe. Right. Which is, I, I think, this, the Permanently universe. safe, no, but on the way, so you never there know are little, you have to there are little bits of resolution where each chapter ends and you get a, and generally you get a sanity reward for... Like if the day ends, would, would children be killed infinitely, you know, indefinitely? Well, yeah, if, 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 you, if you just left and didn't bother dealing with Jeremy, or if you tried something and didn't hang around to figure out, you know, to get some confirmation that the killings had stopped, then yeah, I would have continued to apply sanity losses to you, and then you'd have had to go back and figure out what to do. Wait, you would have applied sanity losses to us as we had moved on to the next thing? Yes. And we wouldn't know why? You probably, no, 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 I mean, you would, you would, you'd, you might not know I mean, the first. You might not things. know the first couple times why I'm doing it, but it, right. but if you look in the newspapers, it's not like you know, it's like a, you, you know you're reading the news. You see a, you see something about a, right, another killing. Another killing and child killing in Boston. But we would be in Peru. Point. What yeah, would we like be seeing con- about it's yeah. a conscious penalty? Yeah. Mm. Your conscious ways of mind. In a way, it's kind of similar to the same penalty for when you guys put the glasses on the bomb. <laughs> you deliver, you know. Which you you could you could have done something and you failed to do it. So there's some anguish. We didn't some angst fail to do it. We chose not to do it. Well, that's different. That's okay. Perhaps it is, but you knew about it and you had the means, or you know, you. In, in any case, so that first scenario is really it's 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 much more introductory. It's supposed to be safe. No one's supposed to die. There's really no physical threats at all. It's really just the mental sanity, a little bit of sanity loss, and I don't know, in a way it's kind of a room. murder mystery. The cold room was very, very I thought that trying. was funny. You all decided to sleep in the cold room. That was just, that was like, what? <laughs> okay, that's fine. I think it's just amusing. You all choose the, the most physically uncomfortable place you could have, could have picked. Target-rich environment. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Um, so anyway, so I don't know. Is that, can we just move on to the next... Okay, so the next one was the, the Black Hills of South Dakota with another added scenario. And if you read the Keeper's Diary entry that I did for that one, um, or read it, listen to it, um, I was not particularly thrilled with that scenario because it set, up, it set up the notion of the NWI camp, which gets repeated again in Peru. So I, didn't, I wasn't sure whether it was just trying well to get you used to the idea or it was just a total, my God, I've been to this camp before. It's another, oh, good, it's another camp scenario. It's more Indians again that you would be thinking about in Peru. So I wasn't completely filled with, uh, thrilled with that. And um, the cavern where the, the shan, the, in, the bugs are, is a total death trap. If you go in there, basically you die because there's radiation. I had a feeling. Oh. Um, I thought there was some interesting characterizations. I thought it was great the way you guys got under the truck. Um, <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll ambush the driver of the last truck while it's in motion and, and, kid, and hijack the truck. It worked. It, it did work. <laughs> it worked. So, so, yeah, that's another question. Sometimes I feel that we should send one person yes. to see something yes. or do something because we, we, don't want to, we, don't, we don't want to get everyone well, killed. No, send, send only one guy to sneak down into the crater to listen to what the bad guy is saying. Mm, yes. That would have been good. 
<laughs> you, you know, or so sometimes. I mean, that's the question, you know. And I guess it goes either way. It's not usually rule of thumb to have everyone go or leave one person back right. or. It seems like through a lot of this campaign, we were very consciously not separating the party for some reason. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it becomes harder to separate party you have to, you know, two different storylines, and no one's supposed to know what's going on in the other storylines. So. Also, it gets tempting because then everybody gets to make rules. Keep trying to pick the lock. <laughs> True. The, yeah, it's always an interesting question about do you want to split the party like that? And actually, when I've played Cthulhu... Uh, with Sandy Peterson, um, we our our gaming group almost universally at the start at the setup where we, we were presented with a situation. It's like one person decides to go to the library, one person decides to go interview this person, one person decides to you know. So we right. almost invariably split up, and there was a you know it was kind of an unspoken assumption that well unless one of us dies doing that. It was okay for everyone to listen in, okay. um, because it's not like you were consciously trying to hide information from other party members. I'll get to that to your situation in just a second like, when we talk about that one. Um, so I don't mind splitting up as long as you want, you know, kind of have this understanding. I mean, I think what Harold said is correct. If you all go somewhere, you all have the chance to make a role, right? Right. To, like to, to, to succeed, yeah. like the crater, right? But yeah, I mean, didn't need to turn into a combat situation. Yes, yes that shouldn't have. To, yes, we'll we'll talk about that one because that was that was a particularly amusing bit <laughs> there. Um, but the idea of the yes, well, I thought it was amusing. the The idea there is just to start getting you. From what I can tell, the reason for that scenario is to pretty much get you into the, to introduce you early to NWI, so that later when the name comes up, you start remembering back. Oh, there was this problem that we had. Unfortunately, most of the rest of the bits in there, the Indians, the Bugs, the song, mm -hmm. um, is pretty, that's really just, that's, it yeah, it's, it's just that scenario and that's... It's isolated. Yeah, it's right. isolated. Yeah, yeah. Um, the third? Oh, so the third one was when Paul disappears. Mm -hmm. That's actually the first initial scenario in Fungi from Yogoth. So you're actually, so in one sense I understand why, because if you just dropped into that, your characters are all saying, "Who's this guy, Paul Lamont? Why do I? Why, you know, do, we care? why do I? Well, I mean, if you're if you're an occultist or a reporter, you might have a reason to do that. If you're a, you know, a well, a, you know, a gangster type, or you know, there are plenty of professions where you would have no real reason to be involved. Why do I care about this guy disappearing? What's in it for me? Um, the the whole notion of trying to get into um, what's his name's. Uh, Apartment was just classic. Herbs, right? No, 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 not herbs. It the was, one um, where we were uh, Clarence Rogers. <laughs> yes, cutting his power, impersonating a pizza delivery repairman. Yeah. Uh, pizza, <laughs> pizza delivery, yeah. pizza delivery yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I heard your pizza's, pizza's broken. broken. Yeah, <laughs> your pizza's broken. I've come to fix it. Your pizza's defective. I'm here to recall it. That's it. I need to take that back. And actually, this was it. Was, this was kind of an interesting dichotomy or an interesting thing where there were times where you felt absolutely no compunction with breaking and entering. Mm -hmm. yeah. And other times you it's like, no no no, we can't break we've gotta go in through the front door. We've gotta go in but you know we've gotta buttonhole this person and find out. Um, because when you had no problem breaking and entering Lavin Shrewsbury's place, 
He wasn't there. Well, yeah, well, that was Clarence Rogers. Well, I mean, he does leave his apartment. I mean, if you just if you staked him out or staked out his place, you would have seen him leave, and then you could have just gone. But we wanted him. Well, we you were could, you to could get have him. you could have looked at his things first, and then decided whether or not you wanted to or needed to actually confront him. <laughs> um, I did like I, I, I do like playing funny accents, so I love the, the, the Herb's secretary. I could tell. Yes, mm-hmm. you were enjoying that. <laughs> and I have to say that uh, the the approach you took to Bugsy Wexler <laughs> was again quite classic and generated lots of amusement on the forums where I was, po- you know, posting the announcements. <laughs> um, they. So they, they discover a card in Herb's, um, no, is it Herb's or Clarence's? They, you know, they discover it, Herb's. Herb's Herb, desk. Yeah. Herb apparently had been, um, was in some <coughs> cahoots or trouble with a local gang, you know, gangster, mafia, whatever. Um, and it said, you know, come and meet me at my office in this warehouse by the docks. And so, you know, it's your typical just small warehouse, roll, you know, big roll-top garage and a little door on the side. And you know you can't see in because they're not they're not stupid. They've papered over the door, you know, newspapered over the door. So instead of knocking on the door and saying, "Can we speak to Mr. Wexler?" and having to worry about you know you're interacting with this guy who might just whack you for no reason at all, instead, what do they decide to do? Someone want to describe it? We wanted to see. So we hot-wired a car and drove it, truck, through, truck, truck, truck. drove it through the front door of the warehouse so that <laughs> we could see what would happen. Did what injure any of the, the gangsters? I think, no. you, killed, I think you got one of them. we wound up killing one. Yeah, you killed, yeah, killed one of them, but I think. After when, he when the shot truck me. Actually went through <laughs> you didn't actually warehouse. get anyone there. Yeah. So, so basically, instead of having an actually potentially productive encounter where if you actually talk to this, to this gangster and placate him in the right ways, which you guys know how to do, um, or could figure out. Um, basically, they initiate a firefight because what? I mean, okay, think of it from the gangsters' point of view. This truck comes barreling in, colliding through. <laughs> What's their reaction going to be? They're going to open up, and then they walk out. You know, they come out and see who's around, and they see a few people, and they say, "Well, of course, these are the people that drove the truck through." The, so they open up on them, and then the characters shoot back. <laughs> of course we shoot back. They're shooting at us. Right. What are we supposed to do? Yes. So anyway, so that all, all chances of having a reasonable encounter with this gangster. You can't be reasonable with a gangster. Actually, this guy was not. He was not <laughs> that bad. Uh, I, I, I would have had. I would have had fun with the forget about it accent. <laughs> but that's okay. <clears throat> but eventually, you did find Paul. You did find. You did shoot and kill Clarence. Um, actually, another thing I noticed at that by that time was that I had. Art, I was. I don't know whether I was consciously doing this or unconsciously doing this, but I was always giving you guys an NPC around um, to, to take the bullets. Mm-hmm. Um, a Redford. Yeah, basically. So when they're going to this cavern where in, the, in, in South Dakota where they're going to fight the bugs, um, the, the bugs have really powerful magic. They can basically take over someone's mind and have them do something. So instead of having them take over one of the player characters, I have them take over the, the helpful Indian guide who's with them so that they can shoot back at him and kill him. <laughs> and you guys had an orderly to take, again, to take the bullets. Oh, yes. That was, that was kind of... But it was, it wasn't, it's like, I'm thinking, am I, you know, am I really trying to protect you guys a little bit too much? I said, well, no, not really. This guy would have, I mean, he would have 
accompanied you. So it wasn't that, I didn't think it was that blatant. It was, however, handy. It was handy. <laughs> you guys should have turned the communicator on during the time you had, during the time before you killed Clarence. Because uh, uh, he's communicating. Communicator, yeah. Because Clarence is the talking with the, yeah, with the Ithians. Clarence yeah. talks with the Ithians through that communicator device. But once you killed Clarence, there was no reason for the Ithians to continue listening or caring. And it's like it's just like a telephone, right? It's long, you know. Well, I know the person who would have been calling me is dead, so why do I want to hang, you know, answer the phone? And it was basically a hologram projector. So if you turned it on, you would have seen this monster suddenly appear in front of you. Lost sanity. Lost sanity. Started shooting where the bullets would have just gone straight through. And if someone had been smart enough to turn off the device, well, then it would have just disappeared. So that, that would have been amusing to me to just see you reacting to this monster suddenly appearing but, but right in front of you. We don't know. They are... <laughs> Did you run into them no. elsewhere? No. No. It's just something... And that actually is a bit of a complaint about this campaign, is that it is kind of monster du jour. Every scenario, every um, chapter has potentially a different monster, mm -hmm. which is kind of unrelated to the bigger plot. You've got this ghost, you've got these bugs, you've got the Yithians. Um, but that's really kind of the early chapters. Once it gets into the main plot, well, Jeremy is kind of, he's, he's tied in a little bit. I wish I had mad graphic design skills. I could design a Yithian pizza repair service. <laughs> pizza delivery and repair service. There you go. There you go. That would be nice. Um, the <laughs> London chapter was kind of interesting. That was also a new one. That was, in fact, that was the last of the new chapters that was added. Um, that one was there to get you into the Sons of Terror and this notion of this big conspiracy, which doesn't really reappear until later on in, in Oakland or San Francisco. And the one, uh, it was fun to do the British accents, but the one complaint I have about this one is that the best resolution to it is to report to the police so that they can conduct the raids on Dr. Lewis and put him away. The alternative is for you to murder Dr. Lewis, which you didn't do, you did the other way, but that... You basically, you either have to commit murder based on, potentially justified, if you go into his office first and see what's there. You either have to commit murder or you have to report to the police, which is something you never had done before. And it's not always something that you're going to, I mean, I'll, I'll just say in most Cthulhu scenarios, that's not the resolution. You don't involve the police because they don't generally believe you. And now, they start they, asking questions. They start asking you. questions. Yeah, well, how do you know what's in his office? Whereas this is, we yeah. Heard. You heard him talking at the tavern? Mm -hmm. The Yithian told me. What's a Yithian? That's Here, it. turn this on. <laughs> <laughs> but be sure you wear the special glasses. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So so what about the brother? Was the brother related to any particular plot? Edward? Oh, no. No, the whole the whole Serpent Man plot is is kind of a subplot is sort of tied into this this Dr. Lewis is one of the people that's working with this this global terror terrorist organization to, to sow anarchy. Right. Um, and I had him captured and I had him escape. As I was trying to make you a little bit paranoid. And also, if you decided at one point you wanted to go back to England to try to find him, then I had other. I had some other, not in the campaign book, but I had some other ideas about what to, to do with you all. <laughs> you know, on the trail for this guy. You could basically change his shape. So that change his shape? Mm -hmm. Not know that. Really? Mm -hmm. That wasn't obvious. No, it's not. You never really had the chance to notice 
that happening. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the normal human doctor facade was one he just put on, and he mm-hmm. was really a snaky creature. Mm-hmm. He really. I mean, that picture really I showed you—that's what he—that's what he really looks like. Hmm. So could he ever communicate with the Yippians? No. Totally unrelated. Pardon? Totally unrelated. Right. Yeah. Were they? Were he and his brother in any way connected to the deep ones? No. That, again, kind of monster carnival. Um, so then you guys went back to Boston, and I added in the Silver Twilight as... Uh, partly I was realized I, I needed a way to give you a little bit more information and I also needed a more plausible way to bring in extra PCs in case you guys started um, dying and I thought it was very funny that I gave I gave Remy the uh, option to he was the one who was initiated and the other two of you were instantly well how can we become members too well I was I was very amused by that actually. It's like, well, what can we do? You have any quests for us? It's like, what is like this D <laughs> If one person joins the fraternity or sorority, yeah, everyone will join like, too. Yeah. <clears throat> but the Silver Twilight is your mechanism, right? It was actually never part of the. It's not part of the scenario. It's part of other campaigns in a different light, but um, it was just something I invented. Okay. I, bar- I mean, I used other. I, it shows up elsewhere, and I lifted some pieces of it into this scenario or into this campaign. Um, but it got in Professor Carberry, yes. so that was the way to bring him in, very plausibly. And um, I also kind of wanted I wanted to start de-emphasizing Paul because a lot of the fungi from Yagoth scenarios are you get a message from Paul saying he's had a new dream, right. and you're supposed to go off and do that. And I. Um, I didn't mind using it as a reinforcer, but I didn't want that to be the primary drive. And so um, I was trying to de-emphasize that a bit. So again, bringing in, bringing you into a fraternal organization and getting you kind of more attached to the worldly side of things, since you had that, well, what can we do to prove ourselves? It's like, oh, perfect. Now I can, oh, hey, have you seen this newspaper ad or article? So it was well, a very it's also easy. nice, yeah, because things aren't immediately necessarily connected. Right. Right. Whether it be right. I love playing Batty Mrs. Cornwallis. That was that was, that was one of my that was one of my most favorite NPCs to play. <laughs> the chicken just shows up. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't remember. Well and it's like what well, it's like everything you say I could just kind of Blah, 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 focus on the very, very last thing you said and interpret it completely literally and then just build an answer from that. It, it, it was great. Um, I did have ideas, because you were all poor, <laughs> all your characters were poor, I actually had the thought already then that um, she would die and leave, leave it to you, so that way you had a base of operations. Um, but Randolph came along, and, and which is fine. I didn't have no problems with that, so that that kind of solved that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <clears throat> that was a lucky roll right there. Yeah, the dynamite was an interesting thing. The whole notion of trying to lure Jeremy out of the well—I mean, it worked. Um, it did work. It worked quite well. Yeah, he's he so stumped. Too. And so you, you're, you're saying Jeremy was basically uh, was the thing in the well. Uh, she was impregnated by some horrible, awful, uh, awful thing. Some, yeah, from the glasses. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, he got... So this is also the first... The, the Houtman reference. This is the first real direct reference you get to the whole plot. Or to the main plot. And so, yeah, so Houtman gives Dr. Cornwallis the glasses. She puts them on accidentally, not knowing that they're dangerous. And this foul, terrible thing impregnates her. Gives birth to Jeremy. He gets raised in the tub. But then eventually she starts going batty. And, and I don't know whether she, she puts... I think she puts him down in the well, trying to just... Or something like yeah, and then you know starts feeding him, but then you know the Alzheimer keeps getting worse, and well, so no, the, the Mrs. Cornwallis we met was not Jeremy's mother. That was right. Uh, the sister. Yeah, that's that's right. Jeremy's aunt. Yeah, <clears throat> right. yeah, yeah. The mother dies right. giving childbirth or something like that. I forget exactly. I think so. Yeah. And so the sister kind of takes care of Jeremy, but in doing so, I think she loses all her sanity. Imagine so, that. Yeah, imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> the thing in the bathtub. And so he goes out searching for food, hence the right. children. Hence right, hence the children. Why children, I wonder? Just easier to kill? Smaller. Smaller, probably. Slower. More tender. <laughs> yeah. More tender. <laughs> I, I was very impressed at the approach you used to get to search the house without disturbing Mrs. Cornwall. I thought that was really, really well done. I, I thought that was good. We'll clean, we'll, we'll, we'll clean your house for you. And again, I, at that point, I actually was starting to draw some potential floor plans for the house, just in case you actually decided to use it. I said, well, here's what it looks like. Floor plans were on, you know, an interesting thing there. Um, <laughs> so the lead you got from Hoffman <clears throat> got you back over to Europe. And I did a lot of research on the Orient Express and on cruise ship, or uh, ocean liners just to see what the conditions would be like to get you over there. And I actually did watch the original Dracula just yeah. to kind of get just to kind of get what well, what was the mood going to be like, and then most of my you know most of the script I just forgot to say it. <laughs> um, actually, if you had gone to the Gypsies, you would have seen how the Star Vampire kills. You actually never did see how the Star Vampire feeds. Fortunately, well, yes. fortunately, unfortunately, or unfortunately, I mean, it, it might have changed your mind about always summoning the Star <laughs> Vampire whenever you needed to. Where then? Were there numeral, numerous star vampires, or is it just one? No, there's... Oh, well, I think in the universe is there's... a race? Yeah, there's a race. There's uh, a whole society, well, or at least a whole collection of them. So what do you mean? Of them. We went to the gypsies? Well, so when you, got to the, when you got to the inn, the guy warned you about the gypsies, and so you, you rented a horse cart and started carrying everything with you where you went. Yes. That was very funny. Yeah. Um, the but if you've gone, if you've gone to the, if you've gone, just talk to the gypsies because it's like, well, they know, they know what's going on. They can get, they can go everywhere. They're suspected, they're, they're suspected everywhere, but they can go everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so, if you talk with them, you would have met this old lady and her, her um, uh, idiot son, and you would have seen him killed by the star vampire. Was that what was killing everything in the, in the? Well, the village itself hadn't really been preyed upon per se. Oh. I mean, it's not not in the same no, way I mean, that Jeremy in the, in the actual mansion, whatever, in the castle. What killed the servants? You mean? Yeah. yeah. No, Hauptman killed the servants. Oh, okay. Because he was getting ready to leave because the day of the beast is coming. So he's burning everything and leaving no or little few traces behind. And, and Would we have run into him? We only saw him take off. You could have, because um, you. We came into the basement. You came into well, yeah. Well, okay, so. If I remember correctly, you pretty much went straight around, straight for looking at how to figure out how to get into the castle. Right. Okay, so if you dilly dally around, if you'd like go to the gypsies and talk to them, you go to the, you know, if you spend enough time not actually trying to do something about Hauptman, 
he knows what's going on. He, he's got spies besides the three. He's got people who just fear him, and so they'll they'll tell the henchmen, "I've seen the strangers doing this. They do that so they don't get killed." Um, so he knows what you're doing, roughly. He would have invited you for dinner in the same way that Dracula invites uh, uh, the solicitor in. And that, it would have been a bad idea to accept. So let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, would there have been any way we could have survived? Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been very bad, but um, the college student, what's his name, Jan, yeah. he's a wild card. He actually has a, he actually has, that, that's not his character. He actually has, that's his, he's acting that way. He, he is different. I mean, he's human, he's, but that's not him. What, so, what is he underneath? He's, he's a spine. He's a Soviet spine. Oh. Cool. Yeah. But you never had a reason to suspect him, so we just kept up that facade. Oh. And that kind of ties in with the Russians in the underneath. But so you would have had a chance to meet him, and then I could have done. I could have played Count Dracula, <laughs> playing because you were all. Oh my God! We need. We need a way to kill a vampire. That was right. funny too. Well. Yeah. So well, why would, be, why would there be star vampires wandering around preying on people? Yeah. There weren't. I mean, why he, he, why would one have killed oh, this he boy? summons them. He summons them. Oh, I see. I see. Hauptmann just summons them and sends them to kill. Randomly? Well, this one was more... I mean, yeah, in the in the larger plot, why is he doing it? Well, not really not really said. Because he's just scaring up. Maybe just sending it out to feed or whatever. But, right. I mean, but for, the, for your plot, it's so that you can encounter a star vampire and know that, one, know that he... That's probably from Hauptmann. Oh, my God, he's really dangerous. We better do something about him. Or panic, oh my god, we can't do anything about him, and then I have to find another way to motivate you all. <laughs> and so Hoffman was sort of the head vampire, and we've... we've no, he's not a vampire. Oh, he's not? No, he's not oh, a vampire. Okay. He's a sorcerer, he's not a vampire. Uh, okay. It's the star vampire that, the way it kills, like a ra- real vampire. Uh, That's why the vampire legends are around there. But there were a number of dead bodies, all of different ages. Yes, right? he transfers his mind from body to body. Uh, okay. And if you talked, uh, if you had... You did find something about a notion where the, the Baron was like a very stocky, muscular guy, and then you saw that body in the crypt. That was the right. most recent body, right. and you would have, and you knew that he brought. There was a young English. There was a secretary that came in, which is what he transferred his mind into, right. and then there was young Master Edward. Right. So Hauptmann is one of the leaders of the, the whole, the whole plot and that whole history. You know, with the. the in fact, he's been around for hundreds of years doing right, this. Right. Right. So why is there? Nyakta, is that correct? Oh, the that, beast it, in the well. Is that just another... It's just another... I mean, it was there, so that's why he built the castle on it. He uses it, he uses it to kill the villagers. I mean, when, um, when the castle came... When the raiding party came in that the priest wrote the record about, uh-huh. they tried to storm his castle, so he summoned Nyakta to say, kill the crowd. Uh-huh. And they, they, it did, but then he also had to flee. Uh-huh. And then he and then he comes back in another body as an, as a cousin or a nephew or you know whatever and right. takes up the name again. Right. So he's he just con- continually comes back, comes back, comes back. So when we summoned Nyakta in Egypt, did it actually get out? Hmm. No. Not you weren't anywhere you near. A, you need you to, be to be near, near it. somewhere where there's a connection to Nyakta and Cairo. I just said no, Cairo. There maybe parts of it, but not where you were. There might be a way to get to Nyakta's underground areas, but not from where you were. Okay. That's some wimpy magic. <laughs> if we if we had summoned Nyakta, you did. We do its bidding. Oh no, you we, didn't. I'm sorry, no, you didn't. No. 
Um, dismissed it. You dismissed yeah. him. You had a way to. You had the spell to call and dismiss him, but yes. if you'd called him, well, technically, there's a there's the summon slash bind spell which does let you control. Okay. And then there's the call dismiss, which really just brings it forth or sends it back. Right. So, so, like, how do you direct it? Like, you know, if you're in a room full of, you know, half compatriots and half enemies, if you invoke call, it, right. you know, how do you say, kill them? The shirts. And it, it's, this, you know. It really depends <laughs> on what you're calling. Okay. If what you're calling is intelligent enough, it may ask you, what do you want me to do? Right. Or it may just say, "Oh, look, lunch," and right. start <laughs> just yeah. kill every, try to kill everything. Right. Um, so I actually had this timetable kind of written out of where I thought you were heading and where the Baron was, because again, he knows that you've broken in downstairs. It's not like you can't figure that out. Right. So what was he going to do? He's going to kill his servants. He's going to summon Nyagtha. He's going to summon a star vampire, and then he's going to leave. And so it was really just okay. I knew exactly where he was going in the castle, and based, you know, and based on where you were. Heading, and it just so happened that kind of at the time that he was summoning Niagara and Niagara was coming, you were in that spot, and so you that's why you smell it. Smell him, yeah, yeah. I give you warnings, yeah. you can smell something bad, you can hear something oozing around. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I thought it was great that only one of you looked at a time. I think that's quite that's very in character and very good for the game, too. <laughs> Yeah. Who did we see like flying away or something? That was the Baron. Oh, on a Star Vampire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Heading off to wherever. On a Star Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> you make the vampire sound like a broom. <laughs> it kind of is. Um, but then the, the things you get there are well, you get the book, which really helps you summon the Star Vampire. And I thought uh, later on I started thinking that might have been too powerful an item. <laughs> yeah. but, that, but that's all right. I, I, I didn't mind. I mean, I, I gave it to you, so I'm bound to work with it in the rules. And, yeah, I can find other ways to crock it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mind. I mean, you, you never used it to really actually kill anybody. And it costs sand. It does time. cost sand to yeah. summon, and it costs sand, to, and it could cost you sand to see it. So I, that's why I wasn't quite so... We did use it to kill somebody. We used it to kill Edward. Edward. Oh, Edward. Uh, yeah. It, well, you use it to destroy the dirigible and everything right. within it. Which hopefully right. was Which should effective for society. Yeah. Apart from, you know, mm. the least being destroyed. But right. Yes. <laughs> You also get the first. You also get the things you need to take the trip to Saleno, if right. that's what you want to the do right now. Yeah. You get you get the doses of space mead. You get the the, the um, instructions with the spell to brew space mead, and you get some hints that don't if, look up. Yeah, you don't get, look up. yeah, you get so the don't look up. What did you see when you looked up? <clears throat> oh, I, I, that, masses I and masses, just millions of all of those things. Bat things. The bat-like things. The ones that uh, then come down and attack you. If you drop your if you drop your elder sign and run. Yeah, is that, that's also where we get the elder sign. Uh-huh. Yeah, you also got one. You also got one uh, one st- one stone elder sign, and I and I was trying to figure out how many elder signs are there, and where is there a spell for you to actually create more of them? So I gave you the wax one, off the seal on the in the, the crypt right. underneath. Be sure to pick up an elder sign at the gift shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's, a, it's unstated how many can a star vampire actually carry. So, uh, that, when, that, when, that, when that came into play, it was like, well, okay, I don't really mind fudging this. It's, they're magical. It's magic. I don't really mind that. Right. Um, so you went to Egypt next, I recall. I was going to ask, oh, oh so sure. was there any, anything else important in Seleno that we were supposed to get? No, the, the barrier spell was the important one. 
how much information in the other rooms or anything like that? Uh, that not really, just other other random and uh, semi-random encounters. Okay. Most most of which are not that dangerous if you just kind of let it happen, but if you actually try to do something, it's probably going to turn fatal. <laughs> so, so how are we supposed to actually use the barrier spell? Did we use the barrier spell at the right time, or were there no. other instances? You used it. You used it. Correctly, or you, you you used it in one way that was correct, but not at the right time, and not completely at the right target. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. All right. So in Egypt, um, as you're heading out towards the dig, to Galloway's dig, you're, that NWI, you guys never followed up on it, it was just a big metal post. Um, but that's supposed to be a hint that NWI is, is in Egypt, is in Egypt too. Yeah. Um, and that's the, and the dirigible later is where Edward comes on on. Or how Edward drives. Um, the guides weren't actually supposed to be shot. I misread the book slightly, but I didn't. When I discovered it later, it's like, oh shit! I was like, well, but you guys were suitably horrified, so I didn't mind, you know, screwing that up. Um, and I, I did have one of them survive, so it wasn't that terrible. Um, you did everything in the well that you needed to do. Um, you found, you know, you found the well. You saw this. You saw the the little kind of psychic leftover light show. What was the point of this? If us we down had there? destroyed were they, the were they well. even trying to kill us? They were trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah. But is trying to kill you. But he just threw us down there without, you know. He no, no one us. else ever came out. So why would uh, he think he would come out? Uh, if we had destroyed the well, then. No, the well is just there. It it was a, tem- a, a temple to Nofrika, um, but he's he's dead now. He's being he's being summoned back to participate, but that well. Other than the light show, and also the clue there, the faceless sphinx. The sphinx is that sphinx is a clue to where the where the, the ceremony is going to happen. And the hieroglyphs have the call dismissed beast. Although again, I well, I wasn't telling you. The book says don't say it's called dismissed beast. It's supposed to kind of give you leave you a little bit hanging as to well, it's a spell to call or dismiss something, but you're not quite sure exactly what. Did you yeah, later, you, later you did. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. And then we tried to dismiss the beast. You yeah. tried to call it somewhere, but yeah. it was the wrong we place and time, so it. it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, you, it had to be right at that time and in the place where they were, which is in front of the Sphinx. But we right. did try to dismiss it. We failed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. after the barrier. Yes, you did. You didn't have enough. You you, you had a 40% chance, and you didn't you roll a 92. Right. Um, the gate, the use of the gate spell to get to Galloway's camp was very ingenious, actually. And it, the professor made a very made a good roll to try to triangulate the court and say, "Okay, fine." I, uh, you know, otherwise it's like you need to make constitution rolls because you're starving and, and, and yeah. yeah. I mean, eventually you'll get discovered, but it's kind of like, "Oh my God, we're going to die in the desert." A uh, bit of terror. Yeah, that's okay. Um, you didn't really investigate Katif's tent at all. Um, you have a chance if you go if you look in his tent. You actually will find all your stuff, and you'll find a few more, and you'll find a few more clues. Then I we did. Yeah, we did. We did after. After. We after. Oh, I see. We should have looked. Up and earlier. if you looked at it earlier, then you would have known. Oh, if, well, bad. It was a question of well, am I going to take my stuff back? Because then Katif will know that you've got it back, or do we let him continue to think that we don't, we're not onto him, but we're going to keep a damn close watch on him? Um, you would have seen other, the other, all the other clues. I mean, you found everything, everything right. there. But you would have also, at that point, you could have decided, well, maybe we'll just leave here. Maybe we'll just leave now and go to Salano, mm-hmm. or you know, or whatever. 
Would we have been able to stop him from taking the... Um, if you killed Katif, yeah, you would have stopped him from... Or you, you know, you... Liver. Yeah. But no for costume. Yeah. But at some point, I mean, it, it, it is necessary later, so at some point, um, somebody else, I mean, probably Hauptmann would have come and eventually collected it. Mm-hmm. The campaign doesn't say, but it's not, uh, it's not... But if we had killed him... They're getting barricaded into the tomb with the mummies. Max's enormous. character wouldn't yes. have yes, that was. Down. Yes. You could, yeah, you could have stopped Jurgen from dying. But that was a very good ending. I thought that yeah. was a very appropriate and very heroic way. I thought that was a very yeah. cinematic encounter. Yes, that, yeah, was, that was the whole point. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's trying to be. Yeah, this is like a very raising s- torches through the door. Like, yeah, and in a way, in a way, I felt kind of bad because because you know you lose all your weapons to the bandits, and then when you first go and find the tomb, you're set upon by these biakis, by these other creatures. Like, well, but at least he. I mean, Galloway does have other guns. You did get him to loan you one, and just had a terrible person shooting it. Right. Just made bad rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not trying to kill you. They're trying to more just drive you away with hit and runs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but then at the end, you know, well, the, mum- the mum- you're trying to shoot the mummies is pointless. You need fire to kill them. So that's kind of why I was I was focusing a little bit on: Do you have a torch or do you have a flashlight? Mm-hmm. And most of you chose flashlights. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be some people with torches. Um, after that, so then you went back to Boston and did a little more space mead brewing, and then you all went to Salerno. I was very, very careful not to say what you saw up above, but only the effect of it on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. yeah, so, the Lab and Shrewsbury incident, he's one of the sort of random encounters, and, um, well, again, it's kind of fun to play that sort of dotty old old character. But he he wasn't what I would call really random because he wound up leading us to his house in Boston which contained all this other information which no, then true. put us So were there were there things to be gained by encountering these things in the other rooms too? No, not really. And actually Shrewsbury himself wasn't wasn't particularly relevant to the main plot. He's there um you know, he's there just sort of as someone else, at least another human that you can relate to. But no matter what you do, I mean, he's doing his own research. Um, obviously, time is doing weird things. You know, he only thought he was there for, what, a few... Well, I don't, I don't remember exactly. Short, yeah. He didn't think he was there for that long, but really he had, yeah. he'd been, you know, he, you know, you disappeared many years ago. Yeah, it's like magical stuff. You, yeah. don't need to, you don't need to eat. It's the no to... eyes thing that got me. Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. he reads by magic. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no eyes and being able to see. Yeah. How yeah. was that happening? Was that something... a spell. It's a magic spell. That he cast it? Or... Yeah. yeah, he can cast a spell to read a book. Okay. Um, so then the... Did the university know he did this? <laughs> no. They just know it. No. I mean, to the, to the world, he's just disappeared. Oh, I mean, the I thing. That happened after he got to Selena? I don't remember, actually. I don't know. I, probably not, because it would be pretty hard to explain how he can read. And how he got glasses. Yeah. But that's what I was wondering. How did the university handle this dude with no eyes? I put him on indefinite paid leave. <laughs> or, you know, give him an, kick him upstairs, so to speak. Give him an emeritus position. He went back and break, did a breaking and entering on his place and found the stuff. I, I pulled that from another source book. Okay. Uh, let's well, see. Yeah. spells there at his place. A so lot. Yeah, you found a lot of stuff there. Books and... Uh, <coughs> yeah. I remember. Um, so Peru, 
Yes. Um, again, that was kind of the, the NWI camp and the earthquakes, and again, I was not happy to have to bring Paul in as the main thing, but that's the way it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you never went into Thomas Cook's to confirm that Senor Santiago was your guide. <laughs> I just said, you come outside the Thomas Cook building, and this person is standing there waiting for you. And I had talked with KJ about this, that he was, gonna, he was not your guide. <laughs> he, you were his marks. Um, <clears throat> so. I was uh, just looking at uh, in improving oh, my uh, vast warehouse of uh, lifted antiquities. Mm. Mm. Have so nothing to do with the bank account. Like, no, no, no. Oh. I was trying to steal from us. Oh. Well, you know, or, or from what I would find. Right. At the end of the expedition. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was what did you find? I was a, <laughs> a cat burglar. I was a cat burglar okay. looking for rare treasures. All of them. We just didn't find any. Well. It, it, it behooved me to keep you all alive. You became part of an antiquity. Right. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It happens. <laughs> okay, so there's no reason, no reason to save him then. No, he was a fellow. Well. Because, I mean... He had good skills. Yeah, had very good skills. Yes. You, had, you actually would have yeah. would have been a good character to have in your party. Yeah. Uh, as long as you lock picking skills. Yes. That's what I meant. Though, would he have yeah. been with us following in the, in the campaign? Uh, probably uh, up to yeah. completely oh, up okay. to, to. I mean, okay. I, I, I was, was just... still I was looking for okay any valuables, for wealth, any valuables. Following around Red Dolphin would have been actually lucrative. Yes, yeah, sticking around. So. Yeah, well, he got to live the high life for a while. <laughs> got drugs and then everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, so could hey. we have saved him? Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? If you, had, <laughs> if you hadn't all gone down into the pit. No, 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 I mean, after Once they, they got it. Once they got it. No. Oh, wait, he's, he's, he's gone. gone. Right. So Except where did they take his huh? brains? Car- what? Oh, so they took him to the brain. That's right. right. They took him to Santiago to the moon. To the moon. Yes. Right. To the moon, Alex. So that we were... Should we have gone looking for the crater earlier? Remember, we played all around the camp. The sector A48? Yeah. We played around the camp, we did searching, we counted guns. You could have gone there in the middle of your visit. Um, it would have been a little tr- tougher to sneak out, but you could have done it. Um, this, this camp was much, obviously much more militarized. You never really followed up on the rebels. Um, Victor is actually in league with the rebels. Um, and there was uh, your uncle. We figured that out. Yeah. yeah, you did figure that out eventually when you saw that little slip of paper in Peel's office, the security guys. Um, that he's involved with it, he's using Victor to follow guns to the rebels right. so that he can make sure that he has enough firepower to be in charge. Well, to, you know, be a little petty dictator or whatever. Um, there is actually a very a potentially significant side plot. I actually had thought about putting a completely different scenario in between um, Egypt and Peru, or the Saleno, the trip to Saleno and Peru. You would have gone, uh, I might still run it later or separately for you guys. Um, but it was it was a more obvious tie-in or potentially an, a more obvious link to why would you go down to Peru than these earthquakes. The earthquake would have just been a secondary, oh, by the, you know, you see on the way, and so it would have been another reason. Because I was really, I really didn't want to bring Paul into this again. But I figured, well, you really haven't been, he hadn't been used that much because I think a lot of it was driven already by what you were doing. So I did, So eventually I decided, you know what, 
Because I also didn't want to have to try to disguise the fact that I'm not running it out of this book. Because it's in another book, so I didn't want to bring the other book in. So I actually photocopied it, and I was thinking, well, can I just stuff... For, for the Silver Twilight, I actually did cut out a few pages and just stuff them in here, so that you wouldn't necessarily know that I wasn't running it from the book. Um, but this was much more significant. I would have had to really try to memorize it more and just pretend to refer to the book. And eventually I decided, you know what, it's not really worth it. Um, so I just went on. Um, but Sector 848, you could have gone there during or, or after. Um, and so when we get there, mm -hmm. we should have sent one person down to... Well, I had one person successfully sneak. Right. Seamus was already sneaking. Right, and you failed. No, Seamus was doing okay. Oh, well, but at some point you fumbled, and he discovered you. Yes, but that wasn't, I don't think, until after they were already coming down into the crater, too. Possibly. I don't, I don't remember the exact sequence, but... Um, well, what, what, what I, I, I do remember saying, or at least I'm pretty sure I remember saying, is once Seamus was captured, mm -hmm. and you were getting him to talk, which is the right thing to do, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, you, I think some of you were asking, do we hear this? And I was saying, yes, you hear this. He's talking loudly. He's boasting. And Seamus, I'm sure, was pitching his voice loudly, too, <clears> so, that, yes. uh, so that everyone else could hear. And so then three of you decided to sneak down into the crater to get a closer look. It's like, well, simple mathematics will suggest that if even if you all had 50%, which right. you didn't, <laughs> the chances of all of you sneaking are one in eight. And at that point, I mean, Seamus was a dead man walking at that point. Because if not, if no one else did anything, the the, the, the bugs would have... Or the Santiago was going to be Seamus. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Seamus was, would have been taken by... you. He would have flung... The, 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 the Migo, the fungi from Yago, would have taken him and flown him away. You would have seen him go. You could have decided to shoot at him or not, but you would have seen where he was going. You would have known where the cave was. Um, yes, Seamus was dead at that point. You had Randolph. I wasn't that concerned right. about you losing character at that point. I think I, think I would have, as Seamus, and shot him. Even in the air, air. Yeah. I would have just taken my chances with the fall. Okay. <laughs> um, so there would have been some plot exposition listening to yeah. right, right. the discussion before Seamus was going. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, well, the, the conversation would have continued until, you, he, until Seamus would have pumped enough, basically until I finished giving you all the information you needed, at which point, you know, Bye. and Seamus goes off. And then the rest of you can decide what to do later. But then when Santiago rolled a zero zero, um, and then the firefight happened, at that point I really had no, it's like, okay, well, now they're just going to try to grab whoever they can, and a few of you managed to shoot, shoot them down, or, or at least, you know, and the one... Yeah. Taking Santiago was not shot down, so that's why he was mm -hmm. the one that was gone. Mm -hmm. What would have happened if they'd gotten two? Gotten two, two, two characters? Um, at that point, I think it, it was probably up to me to decide whether Could, they would have Would we have, have actually... had any chance of fighting them off? Uh, you mean once you were taken up there? Once No, once you're grabbed and you're out of range, basically you're doomed. Even if we had weapons in our hands? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could have, you could have, you could have tried to shoot. In which case, if you succeeded, then you would have plummeted to your death. Because, Maybe. Well, you would have plummeted. Maybe. Not so much fly as plummet. <laughs> um, but if two of you had gone up there, then there was a chance. 
I think, where only one of you would have been scooped out. And at that point, I probably would have had Seamus be the one scooped, because I liked Santiago. Yeah. The pre- I liked the premise of the character. Not that I didn't like Seamus, but again, I know. it would have been okay, I think, for Seamus to die. And that would have been an interesting... Would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Going. It would have been very nice to have this yeah. sort of semi-wild card as to, well, win, you know, I could have, you know, winner's cages, when is Santiago actually going to turn on these characters? Right. Well, and then you don't need to change characters again. <laughs> right, again. right. Yeah. Or shouldn't be bad. Yeah. Um, Although Madame Zorba was awesome, Madame Zorba was very good too. Yeah. <laughs> Madame Zorba had her own, had definite advantages over Santiago. Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> Although I wish I could have made her use her herbology a little bit more. Like, you tried poisons. Like I, I wasn't sure like yeah. how far I could go with you know nightshade versus uh, you know as I there there would be a number of you know, poisons or remedies that one could make, but it was hard to tell exactly how, you know, efficacious they would be. Against humans, they would be as efficacious as they would be nowadays, but against the priest, even if you could have gotten him to drink anything or, you know, shoot him with a poison dart, you know, he's half a deep one, so probably half effective. At at best, it would be half effective. Um, Or, in some other species, things are actually more effective. It could be. But I'm just not saying, it could have erred on the other side. Not this um, the big crater <laughs> on the moon, uh, uh, there's basically nothing you can do, and eventually you figured that out, and you start, started running into more and more of the monsters. My thought was, I'll just keep doubling the number until you either all <laughs> die or give up. It's like, you know, there's nothing more you can do here. And again, it's kind of... I I did notice that prop that symptom in you guys where you saw things and you like well we must obviously we're supposed to kill it and stop this now because otherwise why is it here right. and that I mean I understand why that's there or, you know why you think that but um, I was hoping the sheer vastness would say well there's obviously nothing we can do here <laughs> so let's just leave it alone and and, and go. We could totally have sent a star vampire back to the moon to wipe them all out if we thought of it. You could have sent it to the, to the moon to tr- attempt to do that, and it would have had some effect, but not. Yeah, the Star Vampire's not all that smart. It's not, well, <laughs> no, it's smart. It's not all that powerful. Yeah. Compared to what they could do. Yeah. Kind of so like a dog looking at you. Um, another, just kind of another deity, Nyogtha. Actually, strong, more powerful than Nyogtha. If you'd... St- if you had Nyogtha actually stuck, if you had stuck around, it would have been okay. Make a sand roll. Did you make it? Well, it's a d twenty. Did you fail it? It's a d one hundred. Oh ah! Wow. Yeah, one of those. Did you stuck around for what? The, for the no. summoning to finish. Something that they were summoning. Oh, the moon. Yeah. What were they it, summoning? One of the other deities. Some, you know, well, what, what race were the, the, the were the uh, were the aliens that were summoning? Or were they humans? No, they were aliens. They were these those bugs. Oh, with those bugs. Oh, yeah. okay. Moonbugs. Moonbugs, yeah. Hmm. But, I mean, and in terms of the bigger plot, they're harmless. Okay, big picture. What the hell were they doing with scooped out brains in a can? That's what they do. They, they, if you read Lovecraft's story that has that particular encounter, it's The Whisperer in Darkness, if you want to read it. It may or may not be out of copyright yet, I don't know. Um... <clears throat> they, that's what they do. They come to Earth. They, they capture specimens that they find appealing to them, or you know, that they want to preserve. And because they are masters of surgery, they can remove a human brain and preserve it in a can. 
But then it's worthless. No, it's not. No, it not. is very quickly. Because they go nuts. And oh, what good is a they nuts can, they, can, they can interrogate it quickly enough and get all the information. And actually, it's more the sensory deprivation. I, I, would, I would suspect that as long that, you know, as long as they continue to, to talk to the, to the brain, to the person, to the, to right. the intelligence, that it's not going to deteriorate quite as quickly. But, yeah. Poor Senor Santiago, I, I, I really did regret having to lose him. I thought he was a very, very appealing character. So, you guys, so from there, we went where? Followed the Blue John. You followed the trail of the Blue John to San Francisco. And again, I thought it was very funny that you decided, well, rather than, like, you know, sneaking into the warehouse or, you know, just, just watching to see who comes and picks it up... You had to assault the guard just to verify, yes, this really is the Blue John. And then you thought about dumping it all into the bay. It was like, well, if you do that, then you won't have any idea who's coming to pick it up or where they're going to go or, or whatnot. Um, and that was... We didn't claim to be bright. No, I, I know, but it's like... Oh. Anyway, I, that was the second time that Seamus managed to not to land a terrible fumble on mm. someone. First it was the Bobby in Britain, and now it was David, David. here in San Francisco. Sorry, David. <laughs> um, and I, then I thought it was very funny that, okay, having assaulted this poor helpless warehouse clerk, <clears throat> you, you, track in, you track down the shipment to this temple in Chinatown and then not assault the priest. Yes. And you... And, well, first of all, decide... there was a good chance that that priest had special powers that could have kicked our butt. Yeah, because he looked like a frog. Yeah. <laughs> he was also alone. Well, not, he wouldn't have been alone for long, but he was alone. If you subdued him quick enough, then he so actually yeah, can't... So if you had subdued him, then what would have happened? Um, well, okay, I mean, the first clue is, the first partial clue is, well, where the hell did the Blue John go? So that should have given you some idea that maybe it's there's there a trap. That it's there someplace, but it's not in this room with no exits except the one I came in. Right. So there's got to be a trap door or a hidden door somewhere. Now, you can't casually search the place while the priest is there. Uh, <coughs> um, so if you knock him out, you will discover the trap door like you did behind the statue, you know, or underneath the statue. Um, and if you go down there, you'll see what they're doing with the Blue John. They're turning it into incense. And you would have seen the whole processing lab. You would have seen the people that were there. There were humans that were running the machinery to process everything. And you might or might not have run into some real deep ones that were by the uh, tunnel to the bay. Running for a big Human size. No, not, not Hydra. Okay. Human size. Okay. But they would have been nasty. I mean, they have like, you know, they hit you, they do 2d6 two, two damage with their claws. No. They're, but they're—I mean—they're vulnerable. They're not especially immune to guns, so you can kill, you can shoot them. So then we went to the beach. Yeah. So, so you you lost a day. So the book says, depending on how merciful you are, you can decide what clues, if any, to leave behind. And so I decided to leave behind that one. So you go to the beach, and I shouldn't have let you have the dynamite, but you did. Uh, but I did. And again, it's one of those big set pieces where. I kind of need you to see the whole piece because otherwise you miss the bigger story piece that's going on. And now Long Fu does have the special coat that renders him more or less immune to any physical damage. Um, so when you blew up the car, I had no problem with letting him survive. He lost his bodyguards and the sacrificial victim were killed. Um, 
and realistically, I should have had all the cultists start immediately trying to go running for you. But I figured that eh, you hadn't really opened up on them, and I really want you to see the set piece. So we really we we should have just sort of watched. We couldn't have gotten in the you know you didn't want us to get in the way of preventing Hydra from coming. I mean, if you if you the book says if you really want to, you can. I mean, if the players have a have a way of actually potentially killing Long Fu, that it's okay to let that happen. But I figured that well, if you do that, one, you don't get the Nofrika bit again because you won't. I mean, unless you find the not the the Canopic Jar and actually right. remember that oh my God, there was one missing. Maybe it's Nofrika's, and then remember well, maybe Paul can actually bring this guy can actually you know seance this guy. That's kind of a long chain of clues, and I figured it was just easier to. This is this is where I really most blatantly had the the and the the bad guys not do what perhaps they logically should have done. But Long Fu needs to get to Giza. I mean, he can get there other ways, but this is the most obvious, the useful way to get there. And so I had that happen. So did, did Long Fu uh, summon X? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's why he's speaking in a different. Right. That's why he's speaking in in uh, Arabic rather than in Chinese. Right. Um, so Hydra carries takes him to Giza. takes him to Giza or takes him to Egypt. Oh, so uh, I was. I'm trying to think of the timing. Is it a slow trip? Was he still there, or did he get there before we got to Egypt? He uh, Hydra can swim very fast. Okay. I mean, not hydrofoil fast, but <laughs> you know, nuclear submarine fast. So he he got. So he's there in like yeah he's there in like two or three days. We shouldn't have been looking for Hydra in the ocean. If we had the Star Vampire vampire take us to to Long Fu, would that have worked? That was where I we were worried. Yeah, they were still at sea. It would drop drop us off, and we're gonna drown. Right. My sense of how the Star Vampire works is that if you wanted to, if you wanted to do something with a person, you really had to know that person well, so that you could get the proper mental image. Because what's it going to do? Go check IDs to see who Long Fu is. Right. Well, you, so know, you really kind of had to know who Long Fu was. Well, but you hadn't really seen him. No, but we figured the Star Vampire would have. No. Well, okay, but in this case, it doesn't. Yeah. It has no idea who Long Fu is. So Long Fu was hiding in Egypt someplace. We couldn't really have. We couldn't have interceded with Long Fu until that morning. Well, you've got uh, generally not. I mean, okay, so we're sliding into the the, the Giza thing. So you got there a lot faster than the book thinks you're going to get there. Because <laughs> uh, normally, cause, because... I don't think we're going to travel by Star Vampire. Right, yeah. It's like you're going to get on a steamship because you're in, you know, that's the obvious way to get across there. Well, um, actually, didn't we take a train from San Francisco to, to New, York, New York? Because right. you wanted to talk, you wanted to summon Nofrika right. to get to Paul. Right. Uh, but then, since you're in New York, you're, we'll get on a ship. Right. There's one leaving the same day or early the next morning. So you, I mean, it's it's supposed to be convenient for you to get there, and then and then I can control when and how you how late or not late, but how close to the deadline you are. And it's also a way for you to then figure out maybe we should start teaching each other the, all these spells that we know. Right. Because that would have been about two, you know, a week or two, two weeks. Which is what we ended up doing anyway. Yeah. You ended up doing, but you only had yeah. a week. Yeah. 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 And you could have had you could have had two rolls yeah. right. to try to learn these barrier spells. Right. Okay. And then we'd had more barrier power. Yes. Well, then yes, because yeah. the professor decided yeah. to take a one-way trip to the moon. Right. That was about ten more magic points that could have gone to the spell. Now, I actually had to fudge how the spell worked a little bit because the the book suggests 
Call Dismiss is not the way you're supposed to do it because it's going to take a lot of magic points, and Barrier is. But if you actually do the math, the way it's written, the Barrier is actually, the, is actually not the best way to do it. So I fudged it and made this, the Barrier spell a lot more powerful. And you did roll pretty darn well. 49, you know. Yeah. Actually, no, well, 49 dice, and you only rolled about a 248. I've written down somewhere. It was pretty close to what you'd expect at five. It was, a five was it close per, to five for five average? Okay. Yeah, five and a half per die. Five and a half per die, right. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and unfortunately, the beast's strength is 200. You need 210 to, have to drop him down to a 5% chance of getting out. Mm. And you had, you know, 180 something. But if we, yeah, so if we kept him in there. Well, okay, so, so the idea. So, so the, the, sum, the summoning, the, the, the spell happens at daybreak. And you actually, because you went back to the well and you saw the Sphinx again, I was kind of hoping maybe you'll... It would click. Yeah. Maybe that would click, that maybe it's going to happen at the Sphinx, because the Sphinx is associated with Nofrika, and, this is, and, and he's involved somehow. <laughs> well, you can't... Well, okay. <coughs> so the idea is that you stake out Giza the night before, right. or maybe even a couple of nights before, just to see what happens. Now, a couple nights... If you go there before the night of, or the night before then you're going to get chased away by Egyptian guards. They're very careful about not letting people onto the plateau at night. So oh. you wouldn't have, I mean, you wouldn't, they would have been polite, well, starting polite, and then they would have gotten testy the more you insisted you had to be there. But, I mean, you would have, unless you hid, you would have been discovered by Egyptian police. They would have said, we, you know, this is a restricted area. Please don't, you know, please leave the plateau and return to your hotel room because you're obviously tourists. Um, we should have just gotten up early. But the night, uh, the night before, oh, the night before, the night before, if you tried to get to the plateau, you would have discovered there are no police huh. because they've all been killed by agents, by cultists, because they need a way to get onto the plateau early. So you would have seen Long Fu and Houtman arrive in a car with bodyguards with full automatic, and because the plateau is so huge, I'm, I would basically just say, well. There's really no chance you could get a cache of dynamite in remotely the right spot to actually act as a landmine to get any, you know, to get there. Now, if you want to start throwing dynamite, that's fine. An automatic rifle's uh, a machine gun's range is much longer than you can throw it, even once. We once have to cast the barrier over them. Yes. Uh, the idea is you watch. They cast the spell, and the sphinx turns in. The, the beast embodies within the sphinx. You all make your sanity rolls. <laughs> And those who are still sane can cast the barrier because they're they're basically standing. You know, you've got the Sphinx, and they're basically right there. Right. They're right in. You know, they're right in front of the Sphinx. You know, you'd be possibly even right between the forepaws, or if you thought to put a dynamite charge, and they're going to be slightly away from because they don't want you blowing up. It's always blowing them up. Uh, so if you cast the spell around all of them, the Sphinx and the cult, uh, uh, the, the the three of them. Because Edward is there, Long Fu is there, Halsey is there. You would have trapped them inside the sphere, or inside the barrier. The beast would have tried to get out, and they don't really have any control over the beast. I mean, they all left after they summoned it, and that's why Edward was as dirigible getting away from the beast. And basically that would have killed them all. And eventually the beast would not have been able to get out. If you have enough strength in the spell, it can't get out, or basically, I mean, 1%, 5%. It can't get out. And it then just reverts back to the Stone Sphinx, and then I have you, you know, maybe it's in a different position. <laughs> it's, it's not quite the same way it was before. Well, certainly the face is gone. You know, it's, it's, it's not that it's not showing a star escape anymore.
anymore. It's just stone now. Okay. But it's so you have to, you know. The feet are in a different. Yeah, it's like it's in a different. Yeah, it's you know, it's like it's like trying to get up. It's like trying to get out, knock its way, whatever. I can, you know, infinitely amusing ways. Um, but you guys decided you're going to sleep in. Okay. I, I, I can't throw too many more clues at you. Now, you Harold, you did ask when did it actually occur, unfortunately. So I had you roll percentile dice. And the, the lower you rolled, the closer to dawn it would have been. You rolled 90-some-odd. Okay, well, it's 9 o'clock at night. Oh, well. Um, so you missed it, and so the warning you had was when the beast was on the rampage. And by that time, Hoffman and Long Fu were long gone from the plateau, and Edward's in his dirigible. Um, and Edward is now no child? No, Edward is, Edward is the child. He's, he's the, yeah, he is the, the descendant of Nofrica that is there to rule the world. See. So we killed the ruler, but you killed Edward. Stop. Yeah, I mean the dirt. Yeah, because Edward actually has. Looking at Edward, he actually has no spells to get him out of that position. So okay, so he goes down with the dirt roll. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But then Hauptman and Long Fu are still around. So they summon this thing that they cannot control. Right. It's there. That is going to run through the earth, <laughs> destroying. What is why? What is the the. The, the Where's long, the intelligence in the, releasing... The long-term goal is that... So it's a combined... It's a, it's a combination of three plots. The main plot is calling the beast. And it's the culmination of this whole prophecy and this whole descendants of Africa to bringing back... You know, so, so summoning the beast. The second is the Sons of Terror and this whole organization... To, oh, we've skipped over the facility. Um, the, whole, the whole notion of, of these coordinated terror attacks to try to destabilize the world government, so again, so that Edward can step in and say, I, you know, I'm in charge now. But it would, in order to do that, wouldn't he need to be able to stop the beast? Not necessarily. I mean, eventually the beast, uh, the beast can be stopped. I mean, it's not like the armies of the world can't eventually, you know, Destroy. get enough firepower to blow him apart. I mean, he's, not, he's, he's, in, he's very resistant, but he's not invulnerable. So not, eventually the not beast... Before he, Commits a lot of, but chaos. not before he destroys a lot of things, and 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 in coordination with the terror attacks, and then you never did figure out what the Blue John was for, right? And that's kind of that's an unfortunate thing because both that and the terror plot come in at the NWI facility, um, and you left before the guy could actually ask you, could actually before he could actually get you involved in that little subplot. You all left on the train right away, so there was no chance for this guy to track you down and say. I'm with the government. There's something going on with NWI. I want you, you know, I need your help to investigate what's going on. And you'd already kind of found all that secret stuff in the facility, but you just destroyed it. You just trashed the place and then left mm-hmm. without actually figuring out what it was being used for. Who was the government guy? He was the assistant. Oh, okay. yeah. he was an undercover. He was an undercover guy. Yeah. So you would have, you would have encountered, you know, he would have come to you and said, I'm with the Bureau and I need you to, you know, I have special, I have. I stole passes that let you get in. You can go in and, you know, you know, and, and investigate and find out. And so there would have been a way, you know, you would have discovered all the stuff that's going on. You could have told him. And he could have then informed the governments to try to say, hey, you, ha- you know, beware on this day. There's, there may be terrorist attacks, so just, you know, have your commandos on, on guard. The one I the, the part of the subplot I don't like is the whole incense and the blue john because that comes in way 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 at the end. There's really there's really almost no setup for this at all. Mm-hmm. 
when you go down into the uh, into the underneath the Chinatown, you're supposed to see this list of where the deliveries are being made, and there's a local temple in San Francisco where you can go and meet these basically hippies, you know, space age hippies or, or new age hippies, and they'll say, oh, you know, dude, we've got this spell, you know, we're supposed this chant, we're supposed to light this incense, and you know, and cast this spell, and that's what calls down these worms from space, and you really never, you never followed up, you you were too late to see that. I decided that it w I wasn't going to involve you in this because you were really already heading towards, you know, towards NWI and Giza. <laughs> and since you failed to stop the beast, I figured, well, I'll just throw that in. Just say you failed at that. <laughs> just you, so you know. Just so you know. Well, I mean, if you just so you know, insult the world is injury, completely destroyed. Now. If, but I mean, if you know, if you'd stopped Edward, I probably would have just ignored that completely. And just, well, maybe there's the terrorist attacks because you didn't do that, but you really had no idea that this was coming. So I would have just left no. that out. Interesting. Okay, so we get rid of all of these things we and keep, we start a new thing, right? Yeah. New characters, new stuff. All right, well, anyway, so that's that. So I will stop this recording. <laughs>